operating under the crooked American barber system too long. We are now in session, the Barber Session, the only podcast for barbers by barbers, keeping you up to date on the latest trends in the industry and how you can go from being a barber to becoming a boss in this here business. You have now found where barbers get down, the only podcast where you can call in and hear your questions in the shop talk section and get responses from barbers personally. So slide in the chair, don your cape and prepare. You're going to get lined up on some facts, learn how to shave the shadiness and get ready to fade up your future. This is G-Funk saying right on to the real and death to the fakers. Peace out. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Barber Session. In today's episode, we got a close friend of mine, one of our very own Headlines Barbers. His story is amazing. This dude moved across the country just to come be part of the team. And now he's one of the biggest influencers and biggest contributors to this industry that we all love. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Barber Session. All right, so with me now is Matt Gifted Hands. What's going on, Matt? How you doing, bro? What's good, man? What's good? Thanks for having me on this podcast, man. It's an honor, and I'm glad to be here. Bro, the honor's all mine, bro. The Barber Session is happy to have Matt, Matt Gifted Hands here. So, Matt, I, I wanted to start out, man, like your story. I want to hear all about that, how you decided to become a barber, all that stuff. But, uh, you know... Most people use the word consistency when it comes to an influencer. You got to be consistent, right? Uh, same thing with barbering. You have to be consistent. You have to, you know, keep coming in, keep working at your craft, consistency. But when I think of Matt Gifted Hands, I think of a different word. I think of persistent. You are persistent as hell, bro. Like you refuse to take no as an answer. Little, <laughs> little bit of a backstory here, right, guys? Matt... Worked for us at our first location in New Tampa, right? Matt yeah. was young when he started working for us. We had a different of opi- difference of opinion. Matt did not work for us any longer, but Matt was persistent. <laughs> he found himself working at Headlines again, and he earned it. He worked his way back. Same thing with the YouTube channel, bro. Like, you're just persistent. You don't stop. The other day I was looking at his channel. Just, you know, it, it kind of preparing myself for this podcast. And I look up, bro, you're, you're over 60,000 subs, bro. I mean, you're doing yeah, work. Man. Yeah. And, and it's not like I didn't do this by myself, man. With Like, along with the whole Team Squad family, DZ, Bazio, you, everybody, Bean, everyone that's, that, you know, been on YouTube for a while. It's just the collab. Yo, Fon, like the collaboration is what helps out the channel grow and, and you can see, like, our boy Sean Cater and Miniweather, the, the power of numbers and a team can can help grow a channel that fast than others. Bro, so, man, you, you've I done a lot of growth, bro. You've made a lot of growth, bro. I'm super proud of you. It's uh, It's been fun, bro, to see you, you know, from a young man to become a man. You know, because we're all young, bro. We, we, all, we all there, right? We all, we all think we're Superman, and we all have that attitude, man, but you, you've definitely come a long, a long way and I'm proud of you, man. But, you know, touching base on that coming a long way, what, what, you know, how'd you get into barbering, bro? What's the, what's the story here? Because Matt came from us all the way from San Antonio, Texas. He literally came here to visit yeah. his in-laws and next thing you know, he pops in the shop 
And he's like, I want to work here. This is like you walked in, bro, and you know, you know, like you know when this the one, like you know when you met your wife, you know that's the one. He walked in the headlines <laughs> and he was like, This is the one. And he packed up his stuff and moved cross country and came to work yeah. at headlines. What was like what was the reasoning behind that, bro? What 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 motivated you or what spoke to you to come work at headlines? There's a lot of elaboration and backstory on that, man. Like First and foremost, whenever I went to barber college, the way I got exposed to barbering, and if y'all follow me on Instagram, every now and then I post like dance videos and stuff. I hip hop danced for 15 years, and whoa, 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 whoa. You, 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 wait, 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 wait. You were a dancer. <laughs> yeah, man. Matt, so, Matt. so, so, Matt the dancer. So, 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 like Channing Tatum. Like, so, so you were. <laughs> so wait, so wait, wait. So, what's the name of the movie, bro? Like, wait a second. What, what? You were a dancer? <laughs> nah. I was a hip-hop dancer for 15 years, man. That was my passion growing up ever since, you know, man, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Usher. It's uh, what 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 got me from dancing to barbering was I would be an entertainer at these barber battles and barber events that were happening back in 2009, 2010, 2012, when Rob the Original was battling at these shows as well in San Antonio. And I was up against him, not as a barber, but as an entertainer. And he went to the same barber college that I went to in San Antonio as well, Glorious Barber College, quick little plug. Um, but when I visited Tampa, Florida, my in-laws lived out here. My, my wife had been away from them for about three years now. We stayed in San Antonio, Texas, because she had already found a salon that she was working at. She actually does hair as well, too. Um, she graduated from Paul Mitchell. So y'all a uh, hair family. I'm sorry. It, it's all hair in the gifted, the gifted household. Yeah, in the gifted family. Yeah. So I, I ain't gotta worry about hair tips for my daughter, man. My wife takes care of that. <laughs> but yeah, man. Just a, a quick little shout out, man. I'm super proud of my wife for what she has accomplished. She has her own studio um, here in Tampa, Florida. If you're in Tampa, Florida, look her up, Beauty in the Brush, on Instagram. Check her workout, book an appointment. Go, um, fo- go follow, right. go follow. Yeah, go that, follow. That's go dope, follow. though, before you continue, though, because we have a mutual friend here in Tampa, uh, Jesse Lima, and the name of his yeah. shop is Sixth Element. And you know why he called it the Sixth Correct. Element, right? Correct, yep. Because there the five, the five, five elements, elements of, of hip-hop. Yeah, the five elements yeah. of hip-hop is uh, DJing, emceeing, breakdancing, which you, that's what you said you used to do, graffiti, yeah. and then we all agree that the sixth element of, of hip-hop is... Uh, is barbering, right? Barbering. Because, you know, yeah. the, the juice fade, all that stuff when we were coming up. But continue with your story, bro. My bad. So just to touch on that as well, bro, like that's why I wanted to become a barber because when I went to these events and I'm, you know, just an entertainer, but I'm getting dope haircuts. I got mohawks, designs in my head, the color stencils. Like this was way back before portraits and everything. Like this is probably when portraits started. And I looked at my boy, Eric Zuniga, um, he was an educator for Oscar for a long time and, you know, traveled with them and everything, educated with them. But he is, he was the barber that was putting these crazy designs in my head. And I was, he was a B-boy as well. And he still is. Um, but I, 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 you know, I came to him and I was like, bro, I, I want to be a barber. Like I see how free everyone is and how fresh everyone is and they have tattoos, piercings. Like you could be your own person. You don't have no one you know, telling you how to dress, how to look, how to cut your hair, whatever. Like, these, these barbers are fresh. I don't know if you 
bro, I can tell. I'm walking into an airport. I can tell what a, what a, you know, what a barber is and who a barber is. Like just by looking at their swag, it's weird. I don't know. If it's because I am a barber now, but when I see a person in the airport, I'm like, yo, you, you have to be a barber. And sure enough, nine times out of ten, they're like, yeah, I'm traveling. I'm an educator for this company or whatever. It's just a different look, but I, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that person. So he gave me a pair of wall seniors, the black ones with the five, the five star seniors with the red stars on it, and a, and some T outliners, not the cor- not the cordless ones, the cordy ones. And um, he's like, "Yo, get to work. Um, you know, find a guinea pig." I had my brother. I did a. I started doing number ones all the way around with a lineup, and yeah, I messed up every now and then, but that's. That's what helped me, you know. Also, like, I want to, I want to go even further. I want to do something even better. And what I could do, Perez, I could get you this picture, man, from a long time ago. My first ever. You, I used a white stencil to kind of draw a little bit of it on his head, but for the most part, it was all trimmer work. And I did the line from Madagascar, and my brother took him to the circus, and he got so much attention. And like I don't know, that's just it. Just and I was just you were you were addicted and after I, that. The, the bug bit you. Yeah, it just hit me. So whenever I went to the barber college to go and roll, like my mom, you know, she kind of told me like, "Look, you need to find something that's going to be a different route to bring food onto this table because I know you love dancing. I know you love doing these gigs. And like I was on MTV, bro. I did MTV uh, Super Sweet Sixteen in Seattle, Washington." I traveled to New Orleans for BET. Uh, we were on a cruise uh, yacht for um, 106 in Park. Like it was, I done a lot of stuff. I got a pretty good resume with dancing, but I wasn't really making, you know, crazy amounts of money to where I can, you know, move out of my mom's house and support myself and put food on the table or help out with bills. I just loved what I did, regardless if it was free or not. Um, so I was like, you know what? I want to go to Barber College. That you know, um, it was a thousand dollars to start. And what helped me out a lot was since I had that senior in that trimmer, I didn't have, you know, shears or combs. I had a cave and stuff like that, but I had some equipment. When I went to the barber college to enroll, I asked the instructor, I was like, hey, you know, I have these clippers. I saw that that comes in the the, the, the kit for the school. You know, is there anything that you do to help me out? Like, I'm trying to save <laughs> as much money as I can, man. Like, look, $1,000 back in the day, bro, was a lot. I was... I was struggling a little bit, but what? I sacrificed one Matt, Matt, you A thousand dollars today is a lot of money. I don't know. You tripping, bro. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, bro. It is. It is. thousand dollars, period, bro. Like, and so, and she's like, you know what? I'll help you out. I see you're eager, you know, eager to start. You want to hurry up and, and get into this, this barber college and graduate. It was nine months to, uh, to graduate in 1500 hours in San Antonio, San Antonio Texas. Um, but I mean, I, that's a whole nother topic with licensing. <laughs> right I mean, now, that's the hot topic. That's right the now. hot topic. We, we're not going to address that topic right now. But I'm, I'm just. But mm. I, I, you know, I did the nine months, bro. But I was that student that wanted to learn, wanted to hurry up and get out of barber college and hit the barbershop. Like I wanted to to just learn, man, and get out. And there was it's crazy because you see these students. Some of them get forced to go to barber college because they don't want to go to regular co- college. They don't want to do nothing else. So their parents kind of like force them to go. But when they graduate, you're like, hey, are you know, are you in the shop? And they're like, nah, I don't even care here. I'm, I'm an engineer or, or uh, I don't know, I work at a restaurant. I'm like, well, why did you go to barber college? And they're just like, well, my, my parents forced me. I didn't have that mindset for us. 
I needed to make it out of there. So I needed to finish in nine months, get my license. And I would say, I would say seven months into that nine months, that's when I visited Tampa, Florida. And my in-laws is out here. Like I said, Brittany had been away for, you know, three years away from them. So I figured, look, we'll go visit them, take out the spot out, maybe think about moving down to Tampa, Florida. And the last day before we're about to head back to Texas, my in-laws were like, hey, there's a new barbershop that just opened up, Headlines Barbershop. It's right down the street. It's in a real nice plaza, real nice location. Ask them if they, you know, if they will have any chairs available whenever you're ready to move down here. And I'm like, hey, I didn't say I was gonna move down here yet. I was just checking it out. <laughs> there was, there was sweetening the pot for <laughs> you, like they, you know. They could tell, they could just tell, like I could tell, man, that Brittany was happy to be here, you know, with her parents and stuff. So, um, happy wife, happy life, bro. Yeah, happy wife, happy life, man. We've been together ten years, married five years. God bless. Yo, grats but, on that. Um, thank you. And we just um. I went into the, you know, I went into your barbershop and you're the first person to ask. First person, hey, do you have an appointment? Are you walking in? I said, no, I'm actually a barber, man. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. So, so, uh, so you I'm walked in the shop. Out. So you walked in the shop and you were greeted. Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. Yeah, let me let me take let me, take let me note, people. When I walked into the shop, the first thing that caught my eye off rip was there was probably about seven to eight barbers in there. Everyone was busy. I also saw the, the, the ceiling tiles had advertisements for, like, local business. I didn't know nothing about that or what that was. But it just, I don't know, for some reason, it caught my eye. It was different in the barbershop. Um, and the atmosphere, the culture, the music, the vibe, everything was lit. So when I walked in, for us, it was like, hey, do you have a, you know, appointment? You're walking in. I was like, no, I'm actually in San Antonio, Texas. I'm a barber. I, you know, I'm finishing school. Um, but in August, I'll be moving down here, possibly, and I'll, you know, looking for a shop to work in and he's like it's funny because we'll be opening our second location in north del mabry and it's still open to this day um and he's like there'll be openings here at new Tampa. so i'm like all right bet. here's my contact information here's my facebook um i'll keep y'all posted let y'all know whenever you know if i do make the move so when i walked out of that barbershop i don't know i just kind of like in the back of my head i was like all right Jack, i'm gonna make this move just, just for the simple fact that I like the, I like the barbershop, but like again, I, I just saw how happy Brittany was out here, and she was already looking at different salons to kind of go and talk to as well. So I was like, you know what? When we went back, we, you know, we thought about it, but I actually surprised Brittany, bro, with moving down here to Tampa. She had no idea. She, I actually called her job, let them know that today was going to be her last day. You know, when we're ready to move. Uh, we literally left all our stuff back home. We packed all our clothes. We had a dog at the time. We didn't have my daughter. We weren't engaged, weren't married, nothing. Um, and we we uh, we got up and left, bro. Like I, I called her job and I was like, "Look, we're moving to moving to Tampa, Florida." And I told her parents. Obviously, her parents had to know because we were going to stay with them for about a few months. But this is a blessing, guys. This is a blessing right here. On my way down to Tampa, Florida, I see this message on Facebook. And I, I remember this as if it was yesterday, Perez. I saw this message on Facebook. I'm like halfway through, 10, year, uh, 10, 10 hours away from Tampa, Florida. I'm in New Orleans. And I see this message on Facebook, and it's, it's Danny, and, and it's uh, the, fam- the headline family. And they're just like, hey, you know, shout out to Matt. I didn't even have them you know, get the hands, I don't think, Perez. <laughs> I think it was Matt the Barber. I think it was wow. Matt Barber on Facebook. 
And Danny's like, hey, shout out to Matt Barber coming all the way from San Antonio, Texas. We have, you know, we're welcoming him with open arms, you know, safe travels. Like that right there, bro. I looked out, I looked over at my wife and I was like, this is, this is, this is dope. Like, this is, this is why we're making this move. A barbershop can do something, you know, we'll do something like that. So off the rip, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm hyped. So I get there on a Friday night, bro, Monday morning. I'm working my barbershop and busy. I, I think I, I think I use a little bit of, uh, I think I used your station for a little while. Um, but bro, like I started working on Monday in three months In three months, guys, I had moved out, got an apartment. I was on my feet. I was, I was making some, you know, good, decent money. My wife was working at a salon as well. And bro, it's, it's blessing. It's all going good. Everything's like, Everything's just falling into place. Oh. <laughs> this story goes very south real quick. <laughs> um, guys, coming out of Barber College, I had this mentality of I know it all. Yeah, I, I did not accept criticism very well at all. And at the time, I was working besides Basio and you and a couple other barbers that they used to work for headlines. Some of them still work for headlines, but some of them, you know, open up their own shop. So shout out to them. Ferdy. Um, shout out to Ferdy and Liz. <laughs> Ferdy and Liz. But, like, bro, I didn't listen. To, I didn't want to listen to nobody. You couldn't tell me nothing. I thought I knew everything. So when I would post these pictures and of haircuts, I had this ment- I had this cocky mentality. Friends. I was just like, the captions that I would put, the way I would, you know, post pictures of myself on social media. Like, I was just a young kid, got out of barber college. You can't tell me nothing. I did my time. I'm out here. <laughs> and and when people trying to help me out or say certain things or, or whatever, like, I just didn't want to hear it. So, bro, me and Bozzy at one point, he just couldn't get through to me. Like, I was hard-headed. And we would all, it took to this day, but we'll go back at it every now and then. But, damn, I, I hate it when he's right. I hate it. <laughs> but we always, we always go at it. But, um... Which is a lot of the time. But, like, bro, it's, bro, it's barbers. Barbers know derby. Derby racers, I was using those coming out of barber college, and Bozzi was like, bro, those are trash. Use Dorco. They want to hear it. <laughs> I'm over here, like, maybe. I, don't, I think I was making clients, bro. It was dough racers. Like, then, then, you do it, then, then you do it again where he's like, use Astras, and you're like, nah, I'm sticking with Dorcos now. <laughs> like, bro, try I the Astras. Had, I actually had stuff stuck with Dorco Prime Platinum Blades. Astros. I, I mean, I haven't had a problem with them, but Astros all day, uh, bro. but keep going. <laughs> yeah, so I just I don't know. I just I didn't want to hear it from anybody, and at one point I was just like I didn't care, man. And for some reason, one of my clients at the time, um, we would always hang out outside the shop, whatever. We got into like boxing and stuff like that, fitness and basketball and whatever. And I have posted a picture. Uh, with his client at uh, at Wing House. It's like like a Hooters out here. We're at a Pacquiao fight. And, you know, we're having drinks and having a good time. And I'm just like, yo, this is this is probably the only person that I can relate to out here in Florida, in Tampa. And I didn't think nothing of it. I thought it was just like a, you know, cool little picture. Like, yo, showing a little shout out to my client, bro. We cool. Like, I can chill with you outside the shop because I wasn't really chilling with nobody outside the shop from headlines for some reason. I don't know. I was just I was just always to myself. I love fishing. Yeah, as y'all know, like I, I fish 
bro, I'll fifth AM to PM, but mm-hmm. I just didn't really hang out with anyone from the shop. And I didn't think nothing of it, but when I, I when I posted that, um Danny had, you know, commented on it, was like, bro, you just told, you know, your colleagues, your other clients and everyone else here in Tampa, Florida that you have met that you can relate to them. And I'm like, nah, you just took it out of context, like I didn't mean it that way. Maybe it is read off that way. So, you know, I kind of went back and forth with him. And then, I, you know, I just let it go. And I deleted my <laughs> I just didn't <laughs> want him, you know, looking at my face. So I told Perez. I told Perez. And I'm like, yo, I deleted it from my Facebook. You know, I don't want him looking at my stuff, whatever. He got upset about a post. I'm over it. And Perez was like, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. it you know, it is what it is. So, okay. Now, a week goes by, and I'm telling this story. I'm being transparent as heck right now, bro. I'm, I'm letting it all out. But I, I don't this know. This is like bar- barbershop confessions. <laughs> a week or two weeks go by, and Danny calls the shop and is like, hey, um, so I saw you deleting me from Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, don't want you looking at my page no more. And he's just like, oh, either you add me back or you can leave the shop. And I'm like, what? So I gave you the phone. I was with a client. And I was just like, bro, I, I don't want to deal with this right now. So you kind of spoke to him a little bit. But y'all are business partners, bro. Like, I'm just a kid from San Antonio, Texas, working at a barbershop. Y'all having problems with it, like, because of a post. And I didn't think nothing of it, but it is what it is. So I was like, I don't want to deal with this. And I gave you the phone. Bro, that following week, Danny comes into the shop and he lets go. He tells me to leave the shop. And I had a lot of resentment towards Danny. At that time, at that moment, because obviously, bro, like I'm young. There was a there was hired. a lot I, there was I, a lot leading up to that though to provide more right. context, right? Because it wasn't just that post. You were also, you know, we, we just did the, the every haircut challenge. Shout out to Jeezy, right? And part yeah. of part of that challenge or part of the, the context of that challenge was that not everything is meant for social media. Not everything right. is meant for Facebook or IG. We choose to post and choose the best models that we can find right and at the time you may have not understood from a broad perspective you were posting some stuff that just wasn't social media worthy you know what i mean and tagging the shop and and putting the shop logos in there so it was like hold on you can do whatever you want on your page right that was our message you can do whatever you want on a page yeah don't put the barbershops on there and then you kind of clap back like well i'm gonna do whatever i want it's my social media and then that's that's where the root of the problem started and then you posted the only person I could relate to um, is this right. particular client. Right. Just providing context, right? right. It wasn't just right. it wasn't yeah, just yeah. about uh, one post, and it wasn't just about hey, add me back. It, there was much more context to that. You were posting like right. every day. Good. Every day you were posting, bro. I was like, Matt, you, you need to slow down, bro. Like some of that stuff doesn't need to be posted. <laughs> and hey, and I actually posted your haircut recently about like a different yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing out, and that was like the type of work that I was posting. I didn't see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> that's the thing like i was close-minded bro like i don't know what i don't know what it was i guess i didn't have that eye but yeah, yeah like don't, like that definitely had a big part to do with it and then it just got worse so and i, I brought this to myself i was immature you know i, I didn't accept criticism very well um just because i got my, just because just because you got the credentials don't mean nothing like you always got to keep learning i always got to have an open mindset people you know in Basio, i think he had had his license for a couple of years too. He was fresh in the game, but he was still trying to reach out and help me out. I just didn't want to hear it. 
And whenever I got let go, I was like scared because I was like, bro, I just moved from Texas. I just signed a lease at an apartment complex. <laughs> like my wife just started working. It's you, around the holiday. And you had been there a solid, you had been there a solid almost a year already. So you, have, were, you were established. I had been there a solid year. Yeah, I had been there a solid year. And I'm just like, bro, what am I going to do? I didn't, like, bro, the, you know how the Danny's like, yo, find the S, or Google is your best friend? Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know that back then. I didn't think to be like, yo, Google barbershops in the Tampa, Florida era, area and hit them up. So, bro, the first person that I called me, it wasn't even my wife, that is say, it was my mother-in-law. And because I I just know that she was going to be very disappointed in me because of what happened. And when I called her, I kind of let her know what happened. And she was just like, look, get on Google. You got to bounce back. You can't let this, you can't just let this break you. You know what I mean? Like, I was ready to move back. I was ready to cancel. Can, uh, break the lease. Break that lease. And, Turn around, and get back in the car and go home. Oh, yeah, and I was selfish, and I called. I even called Brittany after I called my mother-in-law, and I'm like, "Yo, you know, we ain't got nothing here no more. Let's go." She's like, "Whoa, what, what happened?" I kind of told her I was upset, and she was like, "Nah, like, you know, after we calmed down, we talked about." It. She's like, "I can't. I don't want to move. You know what I mean? Like, I." And then I saw that that was selfish of me to try to just get up and leave and leave, you know, run away from my problems. But that's not that's not how you grow. So, and I'm glad all this happened for us because I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for. Danny firing him, bro. And it's sad to say, but that's that's what really it was a kick in the ass. Excuse my language, but it was a kick in the butt, man, for me to to just focus more and, and, and grow and become mature and, and, and have this an is, open mind. And this is where the persistence kicks in, right? Because after you left, it didn't I don't think I don't took I don't think two, three months went by and you continued to comment on my posts. And then from commenting yep. on my post it turned into texting me pictures of your work to text me pictures of your work turned into, Hey, how are the shops? How are the shops yeah. turned into, how are the kids? How are the kids turned into, you know, you continue to stay in contact, which I thought was super humbling. Right. Um, and yeah. I mean, I know you kind of did it on purpose, right? You wanted to stay in contact. <laughs> you didn't want to, you don't want to get too far, but because to, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't have nothing towards you at the time. I was yeah. so just mad at Danny, but, and I, and, and, Regardless, y'all are business partners, bro. You probably was just like, yo, I'm, you know, obviously you have to, you know, uh, go with your, your business partner on decisions and stuff. But I just always reached out to you because I just, I don't know, I had a different respect for you. And then when I reached out to you a, month, a year later with me working at another barbershop down the street, that was a blessing in disguise, too, because I got hired the same day I got fired. <laughs> I had a job. And I was, you know, thankful for it, but I heard some bad things about the shop. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm here. I, I was able to move some of my clients over down the street. Some of them didn't come, but, and I still have clients, uh, that follow me four different shops down the road as I go on with this story. But, um, a year in, I, I just realized that this, uh, the grass wasn't greener on the other side and, and not every barbershop had the same culture and same atmosphere and same environment. I was in a barbershop that was six barbers getting money. There was no family orientation. There was no hanging outside of the barbershop. Bro, Headlines has Friendsgiving. You know what I mean? Like, we get together for Thanksgiving because we have seven shops deep. We are a family. We're more than just barbershops. Um, we have turkey bowls. We have, you know, softball uh, teams and tournaments. And 
we do stuff like a family. It's not just a barbershop. So when I didn't have that feeling a year later, I hit you up. Like, 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 like when we got together for the, uh, for the NBA finals and your Spurs lost to my heat and you had a special section. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Yo, when, whenever I got here to Tampa, Florida, bro, that was the, the same uh, finals when Ray Allen hit that three point shot. Oh, I know. We were watching that game live. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And Danny gave me like <laughs> Danny gave me like his daughter's pink the chair. Ki- the kitty chair. We, we, we the, said that's the, the Spurs, Spurs section. <laughs> the Spurs, Spurs section. <laughs> but you stayed in contact, and what's dope contact. is we opened up Sun Lake. You went to Sun Lake, and guys, this is what's crazy, right? This is why I say persistence. You went to Sun Lake, and Loco took you under his wing, right? Loco's a phenomenal, you know, when it comes to networking, he's our opener. When we open shops, just put Loco on it. He got it. He's he's just, he's a beast when it comes to that type of stuff. I mean, he was training me without even me knowing he, that he was training he, You didn't know what was going on, bro. You didn't know what was going on. I th- he knew. I don't yeah. think, I don't even think we knew, right? Because at that point, it was like, yeah, we're cool. Matt, Matt can come back. No problem. You know, there's no, there's no bad blood. Come back. Absolutely. Yeah. And he yeah. saw something in you, you know what I mean, that, that he saw early on. He started grooming you. And, all the way from coming San Antonio, young kid, straight out of school, getting fired, staying in contact, coming back to work for us, and all within a two-year span, he started managing. He was a manager at our fourth location, which is crazy. Yeah. And we started our, YouTube's, our, our YouTube channels at the same time, right? Yeah. This man's at 65,000 subs or something like that, almost 70,000 subs. He's 30 away from the 100K plaque. That's crazy. Like, that's persistence. If, 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 if I don't know what persist. That, that's, I mean, that's the definition to me of persistence. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And when I say, like, I'm glad that whatever happened in the past happened because I wouldn't be where I'm at today, as y'all can tell, like, I went through a bad barbershop. I know y'all. I know how y'all feel when you're like, bro, I'm in a barbershop that's toxic, it's cancerous, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm plateauing. That's, I didn't even have a social media. I don't think, like I said, I, at that time, that was probably the second year of me being in Tampa. I didn't even have Matt Giffenhan's name yet. And when I left that shop, when I went to Sun Lake, I don't know, something just sparked, bro. It was a whole nother hunger. And you know, working besides Loco and Eddie and, well, I, and I remember Kevin. you. I remember you told me I was like Matt. I don't have a spot in New Tampa, bro. I only have a spot at our new shop in Sun Lake, and I don't know what to try. I can't promise you anything. I was, and your exact your exact comment was like, "Bro, I'm ready to go to work. I don't care where I go. You can stick me in any headlines. You can put me in any headlines like you I want was, to. I'm ready to go to work." <laughs> bro, and that was about a good ten mile difference that I had that I had moved to. Um, so that that took. I mean, a leap of that was a leap of faith again. You took a leap of faith from San Antonio to to Tampa, Florida, and then you take another leap of faith coming back to headlines because it was it was for you it was was culture over just being comfortable and just going through the motions and being in a shop of individuals. That's and I knew I I was going to take a pay cut. I knew I was going to lose clientele. It's just, bro, I wanted to get out of that toxic place and really see what I can do, and. Fazio spoke to me when I was at Sun Lake, and he was like, bro, get on YouTube. He's like, get on YouTube. And I'm like, "My, this is everyone's response. But, bro, there's already a lot of barbers on YouTube. But, bro, <laughs> you bring something different to the table. 
everyone doesn't cut the same. Everyone doesn't educate the same. Everyone doesn't doesn't bring the same content, you know, to YouTube. Like, there's always different ideas and different techniques that you can learn from different people. Like, so I try to figure out what I brought different to the table. And, it, bro, to me, I felt like I felt like no one was going to watch my videos. But when I saw the numbers and the interactions, the only way, the only thing to do from there is we just keep going. And, and bro, even through my worst time of ACL and meniscus surgery, I still, I hit up local and I was like, bro, it's been a week since I dropped content. I need to drop something. Send me, record a video, send me a video and I'll uh, showcase you on my channel. I just needed content and I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop that momentum. I always found it yes ever since I had met Danny and I, I thank him for that because now I don't even, you know, call nobody anymore. I just try to figure out myself. If I do the research first and then I come to Danny, then he's like, well, did you try to figure it out? And I'm like, yeah, I did this, I did that. And then he's like, all right, well, at least he tried. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he likes the fact that you actually go and do your research or something. But bro, I just, I don't know. I just saw the numbers grow. And again, the collaborations with DZ, Bazio, all the shout outs, that just, that just helped. By the way, just, this, this is the man responsible for the wifey cut challenge. One of my favorite challenges of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was fun. Which the fans know, the fans know, the fans know me and my wife won that. I mean, we head and shoulders. Oh, we, we won God. that challenge. I mean, she faded the beard. She used the razor. We won that challenge. It's not even a, not even yeah, a question. Right. I'm gonna let you have that because this is your podcast. <laughs> Listen, man. She used the razor. She faded the beard. That's it. It's over. But I think that's what sparked the challenges and the collabs, bro. Like, and then now everyone's dishing them out. You know, it's it's. And I like what DJ had did with the every haircut challenge. Every haircut challenge. Oh, that was a dope. People a platform that doesn't that don't have that following but it's trying to grow their channel just like what we were you know when we first started we're looking for the help we're looking for some shout outs too like and collapse that helped out a lot so of people what's next for you as as an educator as a platform artist as a influencer on youtube what's your vision what are your goals what's next for you when it comes to not matt but matt gifted hands so first and foremost, I want to definitely hit 100k by the end of next year. I I have said by the end of this year, um, but I for sure by the end of next year, I definitely want to have that plaque. Go subscribe, Matt Gifted Hands. Subscribe, subscribe right now, right now, hey. Matt Gifted Hands on YouTube. Weekly content, weekly content. But and another move for me, um, which has nothing to do. Well, you, you said barbering related, right? Yeah, Matt Gifted Hands itself, or I mean, you know, as an yeah, educator, so, as an influencer, all that stuff. But if you know, if you have personal goals you want to share, sure. Yeah, I want to. Um, I put a, a a poll on social media on my Instagram, and I said, "Hey, um, what you know? Would would it be dope if I go talk in San Antonio, Texas, which is my hometown, and uh, I feel like I can get some, you know, some traction there, and I feel like I, I, the support that I have in San Antonio can go a long way." And I want to do it. I want to start my class there. I, and then I'll come back to my, you know, to Tampa, Florida and try to travel. But I want to, I talked to Bazio about this, man. I want to teach a class on YouTube. I want to break down on how to record a video 
um, from scratch, from beginning to end. I'll show you how to edit the video, do the voiceover, put the audio. Um, I want to do a class on that. And I understand that's that free information online. But some people work, you know, hands on. Some people are more visual learners. So listen, back that's, with me. that's how I learned how to edit a, a YouTube video. If I'm being honest, I literally opened my phone up. I opened my laptop up. I opened a YouTube video up on my phone. I opened up my yep. uh, my software to edit. And it, w- it was literally pause, play. Okay, that's how I cut. That's how I add this. All right, pause, play. Yep. And that's ex- I taught myself exactly like that. Yeah. And, and bro, I learned how to tie a tie on YouTube. <laughs> you can learn everything on YouTube. It's Facts. it's just I feel like if people want, like I said, people that are visual learners and that are more hands on and would like to see. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on one second, man. Hold on one second, man. My battery died on my camera. Hold on. Okay. One, two, three, and go. All right, people that learn how to tie a tie, you learn how to tie a tie on on, on um YouTube? Uh, on YouTube, but for those that want to see the production of a, of a YouTube video from beginning to end in person, I think this class can be beneficial to them uh, because, and I'll basically just show y'all what not to do as well, like the, the mistakes that I've learned from and what not to do and how to create a thumbnail. Like, I love creating thumbnails for us, like, there's times where you'll reach out to me, send me a couple pictures, and like, yo, hook me up with a thumbnail. And I would hope for, like, that's what gets people to click on the videos is a thumbnail. Like, I understand it's clickbait, but, hey, it exists. Like, no one's going to click a boring thumbnail. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just people's attention is very, very short. So, and again, and how to cut, a, you know, an hour-long video to 10 minutes. That takes work, bro. Yeah, that facts. takes a lot of work. I got it to the point where I can get it maybe an hour and a half, two hours, where I'm done edited, exported it, and ready to upload. But it took time. And and Mac, if you have a Mac, that'll definitely help you out because all the shortcuts and commands Mac with is Final where, Cut Pro X definitely helps you out. Mac is better. where it's at. So <laughs> Matt, but like I would love to do that too. You wanna you wanna you wanna take some questions here? We have we have. Two questions from one gentleman. Bet. Cool. All right. Hold Good. on a second. I didn't get another question, guys, man. What's up, What's with up that, guys? Y'all? My name is Anthony, also known as AZ Cuts on Instagram. And I'm from Marina Valley, California. And my question is, how do you guys suggest we as barbers handle drugs and alcohol in the shop? Because I know it is a very prevalent thing. Especially in California, where things are becoming more, um, you know, that's becoming more acceptable, I guess you can say. 
So what are some recommendations or what are your thoughts on drugs and alcohol in the shop? Man, that's, that's a crazy question. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I can go, I can go first if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. It's pretty cut and dry and easy. Um, whether it's legal in California or not drugs and alcohol, um, you set the precedent in, inside of your own business. You know what I mean? I work at UPS, for example. I know drivers that work at UPS in California. It's legal to smoke in California. That doesn't necessarily mean you could show up to work high or smoke a blunt while you're yeah. delivering packages. So it's it's pretty cut and dry, right? If, if I'm the owner, it's it's whatever rules I set within my walls. You know what I mean? It's legal to drink alcohol. Doesn't mean I can pop a beer open when I'm at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still, yeah. it's still a place of business. So um, yeah. that's pretty much and where I, I stand I on that. Like the, I, I feel like where he's coming from, I guess he's just a barber. I don't think he's the owner because then he would have, you know, he would have the authority to do something about it. But no, he does. You're in a he bar- does identify where you want to work. You identified where, where you wanted to work. You, you came to headlines. You saw the atmosphere. You saw the culture and you said, this is, this is my tribe. So it's, it's, he has the ability. Right. Yeah, that's Find what I, what I was, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, he has the power to move to another location. If you're worried about money and all that, then you, you know, then you're really not worried about that issue of drugs and alcohol being in the shop. If you, if you're cool with being around him, then hey, kudos to you. But yeah, I don't think the legal, I, do I don't think the legality, I don't, I don't think the legality matters, right? There's shops here where that's illegal that 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 goes on. You know what I mean? Doesn't right. mean that's a place that I want to I work at. I personally don't want to be that environment. I don't want to bring my kids around it. I don't want parents to bring their children around it. Um, so I just kind of treat, you know, I would like to treat my shop or a shop like as if I, you know, treat my own kids or, you know, I just have respect for other people. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't work in that shop. All right. You ready for the next question from Anthony? Let's go. What's up, guys? It's me again, uh, Anthony, also known as AZ Cuts on Instagram. And I'm from Marina Valley, California. And I just wanted to ask, uh, how do you guys handle family in terms of getting haircuts, in terms of giving discounts or giving free haircuts? How, how do you recommend we establish pricing on family members? Everybody getting taxed. <laughs> Everybody in tech. Nah, man. Um, I would just yo. My dad, my brother. That, hey, they getting free cut for life. My stepdad. But other than that, if I'm coming to San Antonio, Texas, and like my whole family's trying to get haircuts, look, I gotta make some kind of money. Am I am I wrong for that? You're not wrong for that. I'm. I'm. You know, I I may be in the minority, man. But my my thing is, listen. This is how I put food on the table. This is how I feed my family, and I take that very seriously. Um, you know, I wouldn't go to your job asking to get something for free. You know what I mean? That's. I mean, just. I think you have to set a precedent and just you know be clear, and 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 upfront from the beginning. You know what I mean? This is. I take this seriously. This is my career. This is how I feed my family this is how i pay my bills so you know like my father and stuff like that and you know stuff like that's fine but if it starts affecting the way that you put food on the table then listen like this is this is, i take this seriously yeah, like this is like, my job honestly I, I've, I've always 
you know, people always say, man, your you know, your best friends, your friends, they should be your best supporters. They shouldn't always, they shouldn't ask for a free haircut. They should want to pay you and want to support you and help you grow. You know what I mean? Uh, mentally and financially. Like, I feel like best friends should be the, the, the ones that pay the most, if anything, because they're trying, you know, they want to see you grow. They want to see you do better. But yeah, free haircuts, man. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, I ain't doing that. Unless it's for a uh, charity event. For example, we have a charity event going on for headlines this weekend. All seven shops will be cutting hair uh, for donations only for the local schools that are close to each individual shop uh, for their music programs. So I believe in that. If you're doing some sort of event to promote your shop, I we don't believe in discounts. So uh, free over discount every time. So in that sense... Yes, because it's goal oriented, uh, but just free or discounted just cause? No, nah, I'm good. I don't, I, you know, I take this seriously. This yeah. is, you know, this is not a hobby for me. This isn't a hustle. This is what I do for my family and how I plan to uh, feed and put my kids through college and all that stuff. Just like Bones the Goat said it himself, I don't got nothing else. This is everything I got. <laughs> Fact. Like Fact. I gotta have Fact. bones on here, bro. I gotta have bones on here. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to let the people know before we uh we sign off, Matt? Hey, once again, man, let's get this channel to 100K. And thanks again, Christian Perez, for uh, allowing me to get on this podcast, share my story. A lot of y'all don't know the backstory, you know, to headlines, to growing, to to becoming Matt Gives a Hand, to uh, becoming, you know, uh, a YouTuber, and you know. Just growing with the Tune 45 family, that had to do a lot. My story goes a long way. I don't want to bore y'all, but guys, just know that I never stopped growing. I never settled for less. Like, I just always wanted more, and I still do. Um, Yo, I'm ready for Tune 45 Barber College to open up because definitely I will be in there educating. I will be an educator for that school, man. That is going to be fire. So I'm Um, going to end this or have you end this the only way that would be proper. Team gifted. As always, team gifted. Stay Stay gifted. gifted.